Welcome to Money Making Conversations. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. It is important to understand that everybody travels a different path to success. That is because your brand is different. The challenges you face in your life are different. So stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. My Money Making Conversation interviews will encourage you to lead with your gifts and never use age as an excuse when planning your goals. My next guest never thought she'd become an entrepreneur, but once she had an idea, she put together a plan together and set a budget and went for it. She never, she has never looked back. Uh, my guest invented the Prima fabric, which is antibacterial sweat don't smell fabric. She launched a sale, uh, which I had to be a part of. We're going to talk about that in the middle of our interview. She launched a sale lifestyle in August of 2019 with men's and men and women's shirts made out of this proprietary fabric. She always, she basically, she always knew there were going to be more applications for the fabric, but you always want to launch with your original idea. You always want to put your work into the idea. Make sure that. Don't just jump out there. I got a thousand ideas. She focused on that one idea. And when the pandemic hit, man, oh man, did she pivot. Her company has sold over 400,000 facial masks during the pandemic. She's on the show to talk about her making that right business decision at the right time during the pandemic and before the pandemic. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation. My dear friend, I call her dear friend. I've been known since 2017. I remember when. See, I'm a, I'm a one of those, I remember <laughs> when, friends, okay? Please welcome Megan Edding. <laughs> ah, Rashawn, thank you, thank you. We're over here smiling. You're right. I mean, we are friends and yeah, 2017 is when I first officially met you for the first business competition I ever entered and a friendship was born pretty much that day. Absolutely. And you won it, by the way. Let's go let's go add the other part of that. I believe they the the winning first prize was like what, ten thousand dollars? Something like that, wasn't it? Was it was ten thousand dollars. Yeah, we won uh, Mayor Turner has a new business competition here in Houston and I won Houston's best new product and uh fan favorite and $10,000, which Lord knows I needed. Well, we all need money and we all need money yeah. to start a business. <laughs> and what when you want it, what was your first thought? Because you get in the competition and you say, wow, I have a good idea. What was the whole process of um, preparing for that competition as we evolve to moving forward into 2020 as you are now a multi-tiered uh, business that is really, uh, I guess one could say, saw the facial mass market before a lot of people saw the facial mass market because it is a global industry now, but you stepped in with a, a fabric that, that works now and also feel, makes people feel safe now as well. But let's talk about it in the beginning in 2017. You entered this contest. First prize was $10,000. I was hosting it. Mayor Sylvester Turner was talking. They had other people who were success stories as judges on the panel. Talk about that whole experience. Yeah, and it was wild. Well, that that uh, new business competition in 2017, um, I my fabric wasn't even like I didn't even submit it to get patented yet. I was still in the de design phase, like working on it for about a year. But I thought, you know, let's go into this competition because not only is it a, a competition, which I love to win, you actually learn a lot. I had never owned a business before, so you have to attend, you know, all these classes every two weeks. Um, you have to apply to get into the competition. And so the learning experience of just how to start your own company was amazing. And just obviously the connections that I made. Uh, but it's interesting. That was the first one I ever entered. And the word that I really started carrying around after that competition was confidence. Mm -hmm. Because all my close circle, my friends, my family, you know, people that I know, like, Meg, great idea, great idea. But this was a panel of people I didn't even know that chose me as first place for my product. So I thought, okay, I'm on to something. And that's when, like, I was really, like, confident after that, just keep going for it. 
Well, you know, the thing about it is that I can remember I was the judge. I was not the judge. I was one of the hosts and I got to see everybody's presentation. So I wasn't surprised that you won because you you, you were introducing the concept uh that was uh, I felt ahead of his time. Who doesn't Who doesn't sweat and go wow and lift up their arm and go ooh, that's pretty bad. I don't want, no, <laughs> I don't want anybody hugging me today. And and you were introducing the fabric that I felt people needed and people would wear. And so fast forward from 2017, then you launched your, in 2019. You actually launched your product, and the name was a sale. How did you come up with the name a sale? A C C E L is A C C E L L right or E L. Uh, A-C-C-E-L and okay. then lifestyle. And yeah, it comes from, so chemistry is my background and my husband, he's not like legally part of the business, but he's married. So we're married, so therefore he's kind of part of it. <laughs> I, <laughs> saw, I saw him carrying the uh, cloth in the in the, in the video on news. So that's right. That, yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he wants to say he's not on the LLC, but he's definitely, you know, part of the team. Um, but so he majored in physics. That's his background. Literally, we just sit on the couch and I wanted to think of a word to name the company that definitely had like a science kind of a science feel, um, because of course it is prepare, you know, proprietary fabric, but I also wanted it to be a word that was positive, like a positive empowering, you know, empowering feel as well. So we just, and this didn't just happen in one night, basically, you know, wrote out uh, 80 words roughly and kind of went through them and Excel was short for the word accelerate. So accelerate wow. is obviously like, you know, kind of like a physics science word and then um, short to Excel and just like accelerate your life, your health, your happiness, giving back, you know, all that positive stuff um, is what the word Excel represents. And the really, because I remember that when it was launched, I remember I was part of your little, um, brain trust. You had little quotes, yeah. ideas. We show what do you think about this? What about, what do you think about this? And I throw back ideas and, you know, because that's what you have to do. You can't be the smartest person in the room. And, and you have to have people who not trying to invest. Then I try to, well, if I give you that idea, you owe me 5% or you owe me a hundred dollars. You have to have people who just believe in you so much. They're willing to help you out. And that's or mentors that are professionals who understand the value of relationships and partnerships that it does ha- nothing has nothing to do with equity. It's about supporting someone. So you have a very strong support group. Tell us about it. I do. I, I say like I've, you know, Excel's been successful and I work my butt off. Um, but I also know what my skill sets are and are not. And I am super blessed. And Rashawn, you're part of that circle. I mean, like, the amount of people that I never knew before I started this entrepreneurial journey that have since come forward, you know, I met, I just met on this journey that have given me advice and, you know, their expertise and, you know, some of it's kind of hard to hear, but that those people I want to listen to. Um, it, it's just been unbelievable. The relationships that uh, I have formed both on a friendship level and on a business level with just people with these awesome expertises that I don't have. And they've just been willing to share. And uh, tell us about about your the 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 patented product that you brought to the to, to the stage. I I, I want to make sure before we get into the mask, let's talk about that product that you patented. That yeah, actually, it's funny how it's going to lead into the mask. So basically, my husband and I we got married five years ago. He's into fitness. We've always been into fitness. I live in Houston. Everyone's sweating all the time, even in the dead of winter, as you know. Yes. And so <laughs> we got married. I'm like, man started doing his laundry, you know, not that I don't do all the quote unquote wifely duties, but I was doing his laundry. Right. Mind you, he does his, he does, he does his own now. Let's put that out there. But, um, <laughs> and I was like, man, I'm like, these workout clothes still stink. And I have brothers back home in Rhode Island. So we all kind of know that smell. Like when the, when the, you know, that kind of musty mildewy, like BO smell that you just can't seem to wash out. 
And so I never thought I'd be an entrepreneur, but, you know, chemistry is my background. And so I just kind of put my science hat back on and started figuring out why your clothes stink. And to make a long story short, your clothes stink because bacteria gets trapped in the fabric. So when I was launching my company last year, basically I was like, all right, you sweat as much as you want and it won't smell. And it's antibacterial. And it's funny. No one, and I tried in marketing and I'm putting it out there. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to focus on the, you know, the sweat don't smell because the antibacterial, I'm not doing a good job, you know, getting that out there and what that really means. It's actually disgusting that your clothes are holding on to bacteria, but no one really seems to care about that aspect until March of 2020. (laughs) Mm, 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 mm. March of 2020. Here is the key for me and my relationship with Megan. I'm watching TV. I live in Houston. I tell people all the time I also live in Atlanta. And so I'm watching uh, the local news and there is a commercial. And I tell my wife, I said, I know her. I know her. That's that's Megan. She's, done my, she's been on my show, Money Making Conversation. And they're discussing how you was now suddenly going to manufacture mask of a need. And I, I believe I text you. I said, girl, you are owning mm-hmm. something. You are about to blow up. First of all, you were magnetic. You know, you're, mag- you're just amazing doing the interview. You, you know, you know how to articulate in, in a very comfortable manner who you are and what you're trying to do. Uh, you have a high degree of sincerity. All those qualities make sense when you're trying to launch a new product, especially when people didn't really understand the need to wear a mask because White House was sending out mixed signals and Texas, you know, you know, we're in the don't mess with Texas state where they can get mad if you tell them what to do. And then, so, <laughs> but you said, I'm going to do this. What, what, what triggered you? What, what, what triggered you and what triggered you to do it right? Because there were some other people who tried to do the mask thing. They, they ship stuff out there and then people ordered their 15 masks and then they out, they sold out. What made mm-hmm. you make a full commitment to it? Let's talk. You know, I wanted, I wasn't a hundred percent sure it was going to work, but it just, it felt right. I prayed about it. I mean, basically March 20th was a Friday. I woke up like, just like any other day. I go to my couch, you know, working from home at the time, start working in my consultant in New Jersey. She's like, Hey Meg, um, you know, she's up in, in the point, you know, Jersey and New York. Where yeah, they were ground pretty zero. Hard. She's like, mm-hmm. yeah, she's like Meg, she's like healthcare workers and her sister's a nurse. And she's like, healthcare workers are running out of face masks. What about turning your Prima fabric into face masks? And immediately when she, I remember the feeling immediately when she said it, I'm like, holy, you know what, you know, it was always important to me to have this fabric sourced and made here in the States. So I had a bunch of fabric here in Houston. I had a bunch of fabric out in my factory in LA. I knew nothing about a pattern for a face mask, but I figured like, okay, we can figure it out. So I just kind of went balls to the wall because it felt right. And within 24 hours, we had a prototype. I had 25 local sewers lined up in Houston because I already had fabric here. Uh, And then Monday morning, like three days later, I went to all the hospitals in the Houston Medical Center and dropped off samples of our masks. And then crickets, I'm telling you, crickets for like four days. Um, None of the, I thought the hospitals would be so excited, which they were excited, but no one was like placing an order. So I told all my local sewers, I'm like, hey, don't start sewing anything yet because as a business owner, the last thing you want to have is inventory you know, there might have been a fluke about masks. I'm like, we're going to sit on this fabric until somebody places a large order. And fast forward to like 4 a.m. Thursday morning. No one had placed an order yet. I tell you something woke me up in the middle of the night at 4 a.m. And I call it God. People call it whatever they want. And all it said is start making masks. And I woke up that morning, leaned over to my husband, said, 
I know we haven't gotten an order yet, but I just heard from God to start making masks. So we're wow. starting making masks today. He's like, you sure? I'm like, one, I told my mom, I told my team, like, Megan, are you sure? You know, this, is a, this is a big inventory investment, you know, whatever. I'm like, nah, we're doing it. It was crystal clear. The next day, we got an order for 9,000 masks from Houston Methodist and 14,000 masks from a, a local company. And after that, it was just, it was, we just, we just scaled quickly. And I think, I think you reached out, we, I reached out to you and then I dropped your mask uh, in my um, newsletter. Uh, which oh, went out you to, did, yeah. yeah. Went out to like 90,000 of my fan club members. And then you, and you were so excited, you put it into your uh, LinkedIn feed. <laughs> I did, I did. I, I, yeah, I mean, I love Rashawn. I love supporting you since day one. And you support, you know, we just support each other. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, in our community, and we, and we believe that, you know, everyone can be successful and you right. know, just gotta like support them and, yeah, just go for it. But yeah, I, I, and it's funny, that picture that you posted, so of course this happened so quickly and right. everyone's quarantined. So that picture was taken in my in my bedroom with my husband. We did a selfie right. and then kind of like tried to like make it fancy or whatever. But it's just funny how you just, you just make it work. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's what that's the nature of what being an entrepreneur. But the thing about yeah. it is that this is what I love about you in general. I just love your personality. Anytime I could just text you something, like I say, when, when I saw your TV, I went, girl, you about to blow up. You, This is amazing. Hey. You better get ready. You went, I hope so. I said, no, don't worry about it. You about to ride. I, I'm a promoter. I, I, I know when I see greatness. I know when I see something Aww. that feels good, that feels needy, the sincerity, and everything was just timing itself just right. But the key in this conversation was that, Rashawn, I was based in Houston. The information I got to move forward came from another part of the country in the New mm-hmm. York, New Jersey area. If you was waiting mm-hmm. to make a decision in New- in Houston, that may have never happened. But you followed right. the information source. An information source said, hey, it might not be bad as it is what you think it is, but in New York, we're on fire. With COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. running out of everything, masks, ventilators, everything, and then you had to follow up on your willingness to trust yourself. Mm-hmm. That's when you woke up and said, "I, I feel the time is right." And yep. then it would ju- it just took off. When you when you use when you say the word "took off," when that's why when I sent the when I when you sent me that order, I, I just told my staff, I said, "Make up some type of make up some type of ad. Let's put it in the newsletter. Make it look good." And Aww. and it was the most click. It was at the bottom of the newsletter. It was at, and my newsletters are long. If anybody's registered for moneymakingconversation.com, the fan club, no, but they're it's awesome. Long. Yeah, I, and, I'm registered. Yeah, uh, and it and she was at the bottom, not because I wanted to put it at the bottom. She was the most clicked item. In the newsletter, the most clicked Man. item in the newsletter. And so that let me know right there. I went, she's on to something. She's at the bottom at the newsletter and people going way down there because of the good content. But when they get down there, they go, that's right. Wow. Click, click, click. And then you start different packages. And the, and I, I remember I told her, I said, you need to put some logos or something. Well, we should, mm-hmm. let, me, let me try to, I got let me, let me work on this problem. Let me, <laughs> let me get the mask out no, you start it, pitching it, yeah. new ideas. Before you start exactly. pitching new ideas, we just shut up. Shut up. And then you came back, Rashawn, I got the logos. I got the kids. Yeah, we, we got the logo. We got the kids. And last Friday, 100,000, literally 50,000 white, 50,000 black labels showed up for us to sew onto our masks. Wow. So now, now this is such a journey. Now, one of the questions is, how do you go from selling T-shirts and tank tops to selling over 400,000 face masks and being on contract with the Marines, U.S. Navy and Navy SEALs? Tell us about that. 
You know, the process was actually the exact same. So because I'd already gone through the process from making a T-shirt and the patterns and, you know, sewing and understanding, you know, enough to be dangerous with all that, actually <laughs> creating the mask wasn't that difficult. Um, the one word that I have in all, like, Megan, how did this happen? How did this happen? You know, is relationships, literally relationships. So like the new, like over a hundred thousand of our masks have been already sold and shipped to the Marines, the Navy SEALs and the Navy. And now we're actually working on custom clothing for the Navy SEALs using my fabric because of this. And the only way that happened is I'm on some uh, business group here in Houston. And one of the ladies in the group, super nice, she volunteers her time and mentors uh, people in the military. Right. I mean, and so she hit me up like, you know, week three of Corona. She said, hey, a buddy of mine in the Navy, a supply chain guy looking for face masks. They can't find any. Can you take care of them? And I'm like, well, you know, let me know. And at this point, I don't I don't shift out like 20,000 masks. And he's like, yeah, so we need 50,000 face masks in the next seven days. I'm like, OK, let me make some phone calls. So I had 50,000 face masks shipped to him in the next six days. Um, and then that just spread like wild, you know, fire throughout the military. And that's how we got the other contracts. Um, but yeah, now we're talking about, you know, isolation gowns, gloves, like all sorts of PPE that the military just can't seem to get. But because I was able to deliver and deliver early and quality products for the masks early on, now my foot's in the door. I'm almost. It's been nuts. <laughs> it's been, I'm even talking about it. I'm like, ah! yeah. You know, uh, okay, I'm, I'm amazed you're talking to me today during this interview. I, I know, I, I feel blessed that I'm actually allowed, being allowed to hear your story. Oh my gosh, you Rashawn, it's, oh, it's always a pleasure talking to you. When, you know, when you guys reached out and I'm like, heck yeah, let's get it on the calendar. Yes, please. Thank you. And so, so now, what makes your mask work? We have a lot of competition out there. What do you feel mm -hmm. makes your mask work? And, and why do you, because you, now you have to, for children, you have masks for children. Mm -hmm. So there's a difference between a mask for an adult and a mask for a child. So what, yeah. what, what, what do people come back to you and say about your mask? Breathable. It's funny. So antibacterial is the reason people are really buying it, um, just because it is a cleaner fabric. Mm -hmm. But then the feedback that I'm getting that compared to other masks is breathable. A lot of masks out there today, especially in the summertime, or if you're a teacher, you have to wear a mask all day, or if you're at work, it's just not breathable. Right. Um, and then your face gets really hot and sweaty. So not only are ours antibacterial, um, even after you wash it, you know, it's reusable. Even after you wash it a hundred times, it's still 98% antibacterial. No bacteria is going to get in that fabric. So it's clean. It protects you from Corona as long as you're wearing the mask and then breathable. Um, we started with adult masks, as you know, and then people kept reaching out for kids. Right. And I just thought, oh, you know, if, if, there, if there's a consumer there that the credit card's working, I'll create anything <laughs> as long as it's in line with my morals and ethics. Absolutely. So we then, you know, we then launched some kids masks. And, um, yeah, it's just a cleaner, safer option than a lot of masks that are out there today. You know, you know, because, you know, I, I always go to your, probably a couple of times a month, I always go to your timeline so you, just to see what good you're doing in the community, because that's what I really do love about you, Megan, is that you give back and, um, you know, your success is not something to translate into a selfish option of how much I can do for myself. But I've seen you donate masks and I don't want to give away your story. Tell us some of the good that being successful, being able to pivot in the pandemic and sell masks you've not forgotten about helping other people tell us about that side of you yeah thank you i mean it's and that's the thing like you know to grow a, a business and then it's successful i mean whatever 
someone deems as successful and then be able to give back on a greater scale. That's the stuff that gets me going. Um, I love it. So I, uh, let's see, we've donated thousands of masks to homeless shelters, to hospitals, um, to police. Basically what I did is at the time I was, I had eight people, I have more now, but there were eight people working for me full time. Mm-hmm. And so I gave them all like a whole, we, I had them individually patched, pack every single mask. And then they were tasked over the next few days to choose any nonprofit they wanted to give those masks to. I said, but the key is it has to be someone that could really use it. I mean, like this could be like life changing for their industry, for their health, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So to see people, you know, and I empowered them, my team to go out. I didn't just tell them like, yo, here's a nonprofit I want to donate to. I did my own, but it was wonderful to see the team build it, like, like empower them to go out and give back. Um, I started a scholarship. So I'm born and raised, as you know, uh, Rhode Island, a very small town. And I remember when I was in high school, I got a, like a CVS scholarship for 500 bucks. Right. And I'll never forget it. It was like, it was like, I won a million dollars, like 500 bucks. I'm like, holy smokes. And so I, uh, formed two Excel lifestyle scholarships that I'll do every year. Um, God willing for 2,500 bucks for a young female, 2,500 bucks for a young male. And the two stipulations are they have to be going to school for something in the science, math, technology, or engineering, and they have to have um, a passion for giving back. So it was really cool that, uh, you know, this is the first year I was able to give a, a scholarship um, to, to, you know, deserving, you know, young adults and, you know, just to see how that made them, you know, feel and hopefully lessen their stress level as they go into college. Well, we know I have an endowment at the University of Houston, and um, I know that $800 it's, it's cool, but it really doesn't do anything for you. You do, when you start getting into that number that you're trying to do, it makes a difference for a student. And, I have to, and I'm not slamming anybody. I'm just saying that mm. every little bit helps. Let's let's put it that That's way. That's right. And uh, and for you to take your time and remember, and uh, coming from that big old state of Rhode Island. You, yeah, that's right. You know, when you think about it, you know, because uh, University of Virginia, that's where you went to college at, right? That is. Cool. Yep. And um, chemistry was your degree plan. You got it. And so you yep. go to Houston and um, you're living down there. You're just an everyday nine to five person. Never mm-hmm. even thought about being an entrepreneur. And now you are a not only an entrepreneur, but you are an empowered female entrepreneur. You're a leader. What responsibility comes with that, Megan? Cool. That's a good question. What responsibility? Uh, so there's the responsibility I put on myself, and right. then there's probably the perceived responsibility that I'm expecting from the culture and community or whatever. So right. I would say the biggest responsibility that I, wow, I've never been asked that question before. Good question, Rashawn. Is well, I got to make sure that what I, I got to make sure the biggest responsibility is probably, you know, besides business, you know, make sure the cash flow is there, inventory, dot, mm-hmm. dot, dot. On a global perspective, the biggest responsibility I have is that when I'm out there saying I'm trying to do with my company to empower, to motivate, to encourage, no matter what the product is I'm selling, is that everyone on my team feels that and that my that the customers and the community of my company feel that as well. Right. So people can say things all day long, like, oh, I, I have a company that's, you know, doing good for the community and positive and uplifting. But if I don't live that life on a daily basis and that's the way my team and I project our mission of our company, then, then I'm not doing my job. I say that's the biggest responsibility that I put on myself, period. And the and reason that's I say that because, question. the reason I say that because, you know, as, as a, um, we live in an era of disbelief. No, that's not true. She can do that. You're an attractive person. Mm-hmm. You're, you're smart. And some people tend to want to believe 
you know, so people who look a certain way can't accomplish certain things. And mm -hmm. and you're doing it. You're doing it your your, mm -hmm. your your own way. You're still putting family first. You're still putting God first. You still have a clear understanding mm -hmm. of the community. Being responsible with the community is important to you. I'm speaking to Megan Eaton. She has an incredible fabric, sweat don't smell fabric that has uh I, I like to say turn the face facial mask business upside down because you're one of the first independent. Like I said, the big corporations are in it now. Okay, Nike, you all anybody who's they all out there. You can see you see commercials on TV. You go your ads in the TV, but I call you an independent. You one of the people who mm -hmm. are local independent who's competing with these big boys who have commercials of programmatic social media ads, ads on TV, print ads. So you expect them to win. With that, you know, and it's really funny because you came in the athletic field, which you already knew. That, that lifestyle where it was going to be competitive and you came mm -hmm. in basically behind because they all got the shells filled. They already out in the front mm -hmm. of the line. You're trying to tell everybody. So you were, uh, the pandemic allowed you to pivot into an industry where your tenacity, your hard work, your innovative thought process kind of started at the same time. So it really gave you a feeling that you can compete. Not saying you weren't competing when you was out there with the lifestyle, but being able to start out at the gate and everybody said go at the same time, it really gave you a, an opportunity to really show your skills that God gave you, correct? You are exactly right. And so I always, like, Michael, how'd you get so successful with the math? You know, there's, you know, there's a bunch of things. Timing. Because, and I remember saying, like, the first month of the pandemic, okay, if I can already be on the contract with military and, you know, hot, like Houston mm -hmm. Methodist now purchased 44000 like if I can do this, why aren't the other companies doing this that have the supply chain? Like, why aren't they doing it? And then I kind of stopped asking myself that question and said, well, they're not doing it. That's all that matters. And so because I came out of the gate first and, right. you know, media, TV, et cetera, picked that story up. Yes. That's why we just came out first and kind of set the groundwork. And then we started to see other companies trickling in, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, now everyone's making a face mask. Um, but one of the benefits, and I tell everybody this, is that, you know, we had an idea and we just took a risk. You know, I didn't make 100,000 face masks hoping for a, a buyer. I mean, for the most part, I, I had buyers way before I even like, could fulfill the orders. <laughs> right, quickly right, possible. Right, but right, right. I just, I took the risk. I took the risk and put myself out there and, um, and that's what I tell everyone to do. Like, don't wait around for someone else to do it because that's going to be too late. Like, just put it out there. You don't have to put it out there in a huge fashion, but just put something out there um, and then just go for it. Because a huge benefit is because we came out of the gate first. And that's really important that you were courageous enough. And, I, you know, I always tell people... Uh, being an entrepreneur and being, you can't be afraid of making a mistake. You can't be afraid of mm -hmm. uh, of waking up. Sometimes a lot of people fear fear failure, and this is mm -hmm. one of those really unique moments where you know the perfect storm where you went. You know, some I'm gonna go for it because I I the right instincts make sense, and especially with your mask is because it's important. Because now you used to see people, you know, they mask, they take the mask off, especially on the news. Now they keep the mask on, so it's important now mm -hmm. where I've learned how to be able to talk with a mask on because that's yeah. the lifestyle that we are going to live in because Dr. Anthony Fauci stated COVID-19 is not going anywhere. If you expect to be hugging people you don't know, high-fiving people you don't know, dapping people you don't know in 2021 or 2022, that's not going to happen. The way we mm -hmm. have lived our lives will never be the same. So you are at the, at the, at the stage of an industry I feel is not going anywhere. 
It's just how long, how do you build it and how do you hold on to it? How do you hold on to it and maintain and sustain growth in this, in this, I guess we'll just say this growing facial mask industry? Sure. I mean, you, you got to always keep it fresh. Um, actually, I have fun. I have a creative session with my team tomorrow. So right now, as far as adult masks, we've only been doing black and white. Right. So we're, you know, coming into the holidays, Halloween, we're going to start offering some graphics Shoot, on the adult masks. I love mask. it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, we got to always stay fresh. So I'm um, I'm branching even outside of face masks, uh, getting into isolation gowns and other, you know, hot needed PPE items. So mm-hmm. the way to like stay, the way to stay relevant is just always have, and you know this from your background, is just have material that people want to see and products that people want to buy. And so mm-hmm. masks are one thing, and that's definitely getting more of a crowded space, you know, full disclosure, like now everyone's selling a mask. Right. So because my foot's already in the door with some universities, the military hospitals, I'm now creating other products um, that I know they needed want. And uh, so we're, we're start, I started another company um, called Axel Protect, mm-hmm. where we're getting a purchase order this week for 30,000 isolation gowns from a huge hospital system up in the Dallas area. And um, I just filed for that design patent last Friday. So I, it's now patent pending for my new isolation gown uh, design. And so we're getting into gowns as well. So you've got to always just not be afraid to pivot, not be afraid to fail. Um, but if it feels right, just keep doing it. My dear. She's my friend. Made it in 2017. I always, I would like to say she's my first, uh, you know, you, I started money making conversations in May of 2017. She was one of my first guests on my show in the fall of that year. And I just love the growth of my show and my brand and watching the growth of her brand and watching it pivot. And uh, I, I, you know, I, I have to say this honest. I love you to death, Megan Edding. And I appreciate you and I will support you and uh, send, always send me links. I will support you on my social media. I will support you on my my podcast and my syndicated radio show in my newsletter. I believe in you and don't change and keep mm. winning it because ah. you are very, very, very special and you're a testament to hard work and also trusting your natural instinct because that's how you win. You have yeah. to one day wake up and go, it's on me. I believe in me. Let's move forward. That's right. And if you don't, if you don't believe in it yourself, a hundred percent, like just can't, like, I don't know. I say to myself, confidence, confidence, confidence. I actually say that out loud. I mean, no one's 100% confident. We all have times where we're like, you know, feeling a little insecure for whatever, but you got to coach yourself, just push through it. And uh, Rashawn, I love you too. I mean, you're one of my biggest supporters. I'm one of your biggest supporters. Mm -hmm. You've clearly blown up uh, (laughs) since 2017. I mean, you're like all over the world, iHeartRadio, like you're everywhere. So... Whatever I can do to continue supporting you, you know I'll do. Well, we know when those October masks come out, let Rashawn know so I can put That's it on my right. social media and we can keep winning together as friends. All right? Keep winning. Ah, thank you, Rashawn. All right. Tell your husband hi and tell the family hi down there. Now, tell them I support you and believe in everything you guys are doing now and keep giving good service to the community. Okay, Megan? Thank you, Rashawn. Okay, I appreciate you. Bye-bye. If you want to hear money, more money-making conversation interviews, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host.